What if we could transform the experience of being a woman chiropractor from one of constant stress and burnout, trying to juggle all the things to one of ease, energy, and thriving both in business and in life. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley. I'm a woman DC who became one of the one in five chiropractors who burn out in practice by year seven. To the outside world, I achieved the financial and business success only 1% of the profession reaches. But the reality was it left me bruised and battered both emotionally and physically. Today, I help other women chiropractors revitalize their body and practice by stepping into their unique power and rewriting the rules so that they can thrive at home and in business. What we do is far too important for so many of us to struggle and burn out. And this show brings you the conversations, lessons, and permission to be you, redefine success, and transform the experience of being a female chiropractor. Let's dive in. I believe every single one of us as women, especially those of us who are entrepreneurs as well, go through this moment of, you know, asking ourselves or the universe or God or whatever you want to say in a rhetorical way, how do I balance it all? Like how, you know, we all feel like we have to somehow either sacrifice our careers or sacrifice our kids and our family in order to be successful. And typically it ends up leading to us feeling like we're failing miserably in both and not really succeeding in life. And this is coming out of, I, I put a, a question, post a question in the women chiropractors group this week on, you know, what our biggest challenges are or what the biggest challenges are in being a female entrepreneur and balance, work-life balance was consistently the most common answer. And it, brought up a lot for me. So I figured I'd just record an episode about it. But, you know, like so many of us, I remember sitting in one of my classes in kind of my later quarters at Life University before graduation. And one of the more well-known, I'm not going to use names, but more well-known female woman chiropractors who had a practice and her husband actually worked for her, like was in that sort of dynamic. And she was the sole owner, more or less, came in and was, you know, talking to us. And I very, I'm someone who very rarely raises my hand or speaks up in class. And I remember kind of nervously like raising my hand and when she took questions and asking her, she also had four kids. And I was like, how do you, you know, how do you balance it all? Like, how do you manage it all? And she just kind of laughed at me and gave me a, you know, somewhat almost condescending, but also just sad look and was like, you'll figure it out and just sort of laughed it off. And I went on to graduate and you know, I, I knew I wanted my own practice. My husband at the time wasn't really on board with the whole unknowns of entrepreneurship. And so he really encouraged me to, to take a job. And I did. I found an associateship in Alaska. I haven't talked about my associateship from hell yet on this podcast. So we may as well go ahead. Um, and it happened to be in Alaska. We're both from northern climates. We've been living in Georgia. I was like, I miss the snow. Let's go to Alaska because that makes sense. And it was supposed to be, you know, something we did before we had kids as uh, an opportunity to see the world and learn something, you know, explore something new, see a part of the world we'd both had on our bucket list. And three days before we left, I found out I was pregnant. That was not part of the plan. You know, I, I ended up taking this associateship. The guy from the very beginning, I actually met him on our way to Alaska because he was trying to move to Tennessee. So there was opportunity to potentially buy the practice, but he just gave me the heebie-jeebies. He was, you know, swore every other word. He's like a short man with a short man complex and just wasn't a nice person. And I had a lot of, you know, alarm bells going off, but I was 
not really solid in my own wants, needs, desires, and didn't know how to stand up to my new husband who was very much like once we're set on something, we're doing it, doesn't matter, you just do it anyways. So we moved and I was pregnant and they were actually very gracious about that I was pregnant, but I spent the first four months of my pregnancy honestly wishing that I wasn't pregnant and almost praying that something would happen, which sounds horrible to say now. My son is now 10 and I wouldn't trade him for anything in the world, even with how life you know, happened. And it turned out in this associateship, I was six months pregnant and the doctor was gone most of the time. So it was mostly just me, but we'd heard this rumor that he'd gotten arrested. So I'm in Alaska. This, you know, no one bats an eye at what I'm about to say here, but everywhere else they're like, oh my gosh. So chiropractor in Alaska was also a licensed arms dealer, right? And apparently he'd been trying to move because the FBI and law enforcement people were, were trying to nail him on something. They just had enough of him being up here. And they finally did. So they arrested him at the airport and this trooper walks in in a bulletproof vest with a search warrant. And we're like, okay, I don't know what to do. I'm six months pregnant. I had been, luckily there were no patients there at that point. I was taking a short break. And then, you know, 10 or 12 law enforcement personnel all walk in in bulletproof vests to search our, our practice and like seize all the computers. It was insane. I say this is the associateship for hell. And so this was, you know, there's a lot of stress, a lot of toxic stress. He was a toxic individual. I was also dealing with a lot of toxic stuff at home with my now ex-husband struggling with alcohol. And so our son ended up coming five weeks early. And this is something, you know, I don't think we talk about enough. I had a conversation with um, Dr. Danielle Angela. Now she used to be Dr. Danielle Eaton that I'll be releasing, but this came up on there of how challenging our journeys as practitioners can be to our kids, to our pregnancies, to our own health. And this absolutely happened to me though. I didn't understand it at that time, but what did change for me in that moment when my son was born was I knew I couldn't go back into that freaking work environment because it was so toxic and so horrible. And so I ended up not renewing my contract. They you know, took me to small claims court over some of the money they'd paid me. They tried to blacklist me from working anywhere in the entire borough. Alaska has boroughs that are kind of like counties, but they're humongous. So it, you know, if they'd succeeded at that, I would have had to move six hours, 350 miles away to Anchorage. And we just kind of built our community where we'd moved in Fairbanks. And that wasn't enforceable, fortunately. And so I very quietly, when my son was six weeks old, opened my own practice, sharing space with somebody else who, you know, wasn't going to be bullied by this doctor that I'd worked for. And with my son strapped to my chest, started building this thing that in the next five years, you know, had grown to this high six-figure monstrosity that <laughs> that's, that's a different part of my story. But what I wanted to talk about here is because I see so many women in our profession, you know, when we have kids or when we have families at home, we come up against all of these challenges, like I said at the beginning, of feeling like we're a failure at both or like we have to sacrifice something in order to be successful. And so many of this is tied to limiting beliefs and also not giving ourselves permission to be the mom or be the doctor or be the career woman that we know we're meant to be. In my case, pretty much nobody opens their practice when their child's six weeks old and his adjusted age was one week old. But what I knew about myself is that I would be absolutely miserable being at home. Like I knew that having a business and a career and something to, you know, 
do and and you know intellectually stimulate me that was a big thing for me was absolutely necessary for me to be the best mom i could be did that mean that i never came up against mom guilt or have challenges or you know question my choices at any point absolutely not i did all of those things that that we do but what it did mean especially when i became a single mom when he was not quite 3 is it really forced me to get clear on my values, on my identity as a mom and as a business owner, on what was important to me. And in many ways, you know, I think we're very much put in a box in our practices of what success is supposed to look like. And I've had conversations even with male Kairos around this too. You know, a lot of the people out teaching about how to grow a, a successful practice, I'm using quotations there, are divorced or have had you know, terrible things happen at home. Like they don't have balance in all areas of their life. And so it brings up this question that everyone's posing of like, is it even possible to be both successful in business? And, and you know, you could put that in practice too for those who are in associateships still, but speaking specifically to the entrepreneurial journey, because so many of us go on that, is it possible to actually have balance between the two? And there's a couple things I want to share here. You know, one of them is I think balance is kind of this elusive thing that we're constantly changing, but I'm not sure that it's ever possible to arrive at. And rather what we come up against is there are going to be times when we are more focused on family and times when we're more focused on business. And it's like this pendulum. And so I don't know that it's that we ever find total balance between the two, but it's that we find a place where we're, happy and fulfilled in both with wherever they're at and wherever we put slightly more of our attention. So that tends to be how I look at balance. And inside of that, there's also a lot of societal crap <laughs> that we deal with just as women that create our expectations around what we're supposed to be like as moms and you know caregivers at home and wives and all of that. And then we're also like trying to break into this mold that has traditionally been a men's males world of business and of entrepreneurship and having a career and being more of the high achiever and kind of like high power individuals in our community. And it's this weird place to balance. And so what I've found is, especially among high achievers, which I would argue all of us are just kind of practitioners and women, because it takes a lot to get through school. You know, we, can do these weird things where like we're uber successful in our business and yet our personal lives and relationships are utter crap, right? And maybe it's the partner that we chose out of some sense of like, we're almost self-sabotaging, we can't be. And I had this story for a long time of like, I couldn't be successful in business and also have an amazing relationship. And so I kept choosing partners and my first marriage was certainly an example of this, that there just wasn't an equal footing in terms of where we were at in desires and career, like drive and, and all of that. And I thought it wasn't possible. I am proof now that it is because I'm very happily married and my husband has his own, you know, I feel like I finally have met my match in terms of who we are, how we show up in the world and both having really strong senses of our own identity and yet being able to bring that into a, a partnership and relationship that's also together. And we're, we're both better in that relationship. I wasn't going to go into that, but here we are. So in order to get there, though, we have to let go of a lot of the limiting things that we put on ourselves that say what our house is supposed to look like, or 
that we have to be the do ones to do X, Y, Z, or what raising our kids is supposed to look like, or how long we're supposed to nurse or breastfeed, or whether or not they go to daycare, or whether or not we hire somebody. A lot of us are so resistant to hiring help and all, or just accepting help from other people who want to give it. And I never would have made it if it hadn't been for relationships I developed, you know, with women who nannied for me, with my mom actually coming and living with me for a while and her own kind of crisis as my parents split up. A lot of that went bad in the end, but you know, I, I couldn't have done the things that I was able to do both in business and in, in my home life without her help. For example, my son was in a, a preschool that I really wanted him to go to, but it was a parent co-op and no part of that was designed to have two parents that worked or or a single parent home. Like it just, you know, we had so much volunteer work we had to do and it was chaos. And so fortunately my mom was here during that and was able to help support me because it came down to family support. So all that to say, you know, if you are in this place of feeling like your balance is off, like you're being challenged by any or all of these things, like you're failing in, in all aspects, it's not the easy place to go, but it's the place where freedom exists in looking at like, what can you let go of? What are the things on your plate that you absolutely hate doing, but feel like you're supposed to? I'll give an example, like doing dishes after dinner is one of mine. I do all the dishes. My husband actually does all the laundry. I haven't done laundry in five years. I know I'm very blessed and I will forever love him and not complain about anything else because of that. And the rest of the stuff we kind of share and we have my sister-in-law actually comes in and deep cleans the house for us every two weeks because it gives her extra money and she likes doing it. And I don't because I have a three-story house and four boys. So I'm just not doing that. So it's, it's getting clear on you know, what are the things and the expectations and the, like, what pressure are you putting on yourself in terms of how you're supposed to be as a wife, as a mom, and as a, and then as a business owner? And what are some of those things that you can start to delegate or shift away? Or where can you just let go of the pressure? So I, I have given myself permission to not do dishes at the end of the night, because it takes away from my time with my family and you know, I just, if I cook, I don't want to also do the dishes. That ends up being my entire evening and I don't get to do anything fun. I also don't really care what my hair, house looks like. I don't care if it's, you know, visit ready. It looks lived in and that, that's fine. And, you know, if we have some, like we're hosting something, obviously we're going to clean it up, but I don't put that pressure on myself constantly or have the negative conversations going on about how I'm feeling with this and feeling with that and all of that. So, you know, as a starting point for this, it's starting to identify like where are other people's stories, expectations, things that you've adopted as part of you playing into how you define success and how you're showing up in all of these areas of life. Because until you get clear on that and can clean out the junk and just really get clear on what is important to you, what matters to you, what values do you have, it's gonna be impossible to ever feel like you create anything that is a semblance of balance. And we are all so much capable of so much more. This was one of the comments on this post that I put is, you know, I've seen this and done this with myself. Like many of us, most of us, I would argue in the chiropractic profession, we have a big dream and a big impact that we wanna make in the world. And chiropractic is a vehicle that we use to do that. But so many of us sell ourselves short in how incredible and amazing and powerful 
we truly are as women in this profession and in our home lives and all of that, if anyone is capable of demonstrating this to the rest of the world, it is us. And so I really encourage you to take some time to do the digging and do the deep work around clearing the junk out of your space and just let go. <laughs> let go. Like the most important thing is that you spend quality time with your kids, not that it's not the quantity. It's not that the house looks a certain way. It's, you know, it's none of those things. It's how we show up for them. And a lot of that actually means taking care of ourselves too and making time for that as well. That's one of the most important things that we can do to be the best moms we can be. And my son has learned that about me and I've learned that about myself. And we take, you know, hold each other. He holds me to account on me taking time for myself now that he's 10 and has words to communicate that. So with that, I am thinking on, I haven't fully formulated this idea, so just keep an eye out, keep your ears posted and keep listening to the show. But um, I'm actually holding a roundtable discussion with other women Kairos who are also entrepreneurs around how we achieve this thing called work-life balance, if it is achievable, and how we can start to shift our experience of how we show up in both places so that we don't feel like we're failing and like it's hopeless. So keep your ears out for that. I'll also post some things. If we're not connected on social media, find me there. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, all the places. And with that, we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. I'm on a mission to help the chiropractic profession heal collectively from the limiting beliefs and broken business models that plague our profession and lead to high rates of burnout. I also believe that women are the ones who are going to do that. I can't do it alone, and so I have two quick asks. One, if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to leave a review and share it with a colleague. This helps the message reach even more women DCs around the world. And second, if you're a Facebook user, join me in the Chiropractors Healing Collective, which is a place for us to come together for more support and to heal both as individuals and as a group. There, we engage in discussion, and many of these episodes are actually streamed live so that you can participate and share and get support around many of the topics that we discuss on the show. I appreciate you and I look forward to joining you on our next episode.